Hello and good morning, everyone. Welcome to Walk and Talk Wellness with Tani. Um, go ahead if you've got your sneakers on and ready to go. Um, get started. I'm going to start our timer and we will rock and roll. So right now you are warming up. I want you walking at a nice, comfortable pace. You should be able to talk with no problems to the person next to you. And you're just kind of getting some blood pumping. So before we get going, as usual, I have to go over my exercise disclaimer. So please bear with me as I read through my prompt. The exercises in this workout are for educational and entertainment purposes only and not meant to be interpreted as medical advice. Exercises not without risks and this or any other exercise program may result in injury. To reduce the risk of injury, please consult with your healthcare provider before beginning any exercise program. The exercise instruction and advice provided are in no way intended as a medical consultation. By participating, you agree to indemnify and hold Tani Wachinski and Titanium Online Fitness harmless from any and all losses, injuries, liabilities, or damages resulting from any and all claims, causes of action, suits, proceedings, or demands against Tani Wachinski or Titanium Online Fitness arising from or related to decisions you make using this content. You agree that you use this information at your own risk. Whew, always a mouthful. All right. So again, my friends, you are starting with your warm-up, walking at a comfortable place, and please always be sure that, um, you know, you're paying attention to what's happening around you. I want you to be safe. I want you to enjoy your workouts. I want you to look forward to this time um, and honor it as, you know, time for you that you can go out and um, get a nice little workout in, get some walking in, and just really move your body and enjoy it. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to be here. I love doing this every week with you. Uh, I hope you are enjoying it as well. And if you are, please feel free to share the podcast on your social media with friends or family who might be looking for a way to get started on their fitness journey, but don't really know where to start or just sort of need something to get them going <laughs> as we all do now and again. All right, my friends. So you're at about the two and a half um, minute mark. We're doing a five minute comfortable walking pace as your warm up. Today, I want to talk about um, we've been focusing in on food in my um, free Facebook wellness group. Um, we did fiber the first week of the month, and this week we sort of focused in on fat soluble vitamins. And we've been doing an Eat the Rainbow Challenge, which has been so much fun. It has been amazing to see all the beautiful pictures that people are posting of the meals that they're eating as they aim to eat every color of the rainbow each week. So it's been a really good time. And I just wanted to continue with that theme of, you know, food and nutrition into our talk this week for Walk and Talk. So I want to get into a little bit more though, um, the psychology or the relationship that you might have with food. Everybody, you know, is a little bit different. We, we all need to eat, right? You need, you need to um, have energy and get through your day and support your body systems and all those things. So um, we don't always just see food as fuel and that's okay, right? We use food to celebrate or mark occasions. We use food to, um, handle our emotions, maybe when we're sad, lonely, tired, 
food can sort of be comforting to us. We use food as um, protection against the world sometimes. I know sometimes people um, use food and their weight to sort of keep the world at bay. Um, empaths can sometimes have a hard time with food and weight because they, um, that's sort of how they manage and, and keep the world away because they feel things so deeply. So there's a lot of different um, aspects of that relationship with food. And I don't like to say anything is good or bad. I just think that knowledge is power. So understanding and knowing your own relationship with food I think is really important and a really good thing to do as you sort of move through life and um, your wellness journey. If you are looking at making changes to your wellness, if there's a specific disease or disorder that you are trying to manage, then that is a big piece of the puzzle. Um, but even if not, if you're just going through your life, I think it's important to understand who you are and, and how you manage life and cope. All right, my friends, um, we're coming to the end of the comfortable walk. So I want you to speed it up just a little bit more. So that was your warm up. Now I want you to come into a couple minutes of just a medium walk. So we're looking for a little bit more challenging, but definitely not, you know, the higher end of your um, abilities. So the talk test, again, you would be able to talk. It might be getting a little bit more um, choppy and you're getting you know a little bit warmer maybe you're starting to sweat a little bit and that's perfect so keep doing what you're doing we've got just a couple minutes here and then we're going to pick up the pace a little bit more so understanding your relationship with food food journaling is huge we've talked about that i'm a big fan and not necessarily just tracking calories um, or trying to discover you know your macronutrients or anything like that but more about what did you eat how hungry were you how much did you eat? And as in how satisfied were you when you were done? Were you so full um, that you had to unbutton your pants and you couldn't move for an hour? Or did you eat to the point where you felt good, you were comfortable, you were satisfied and you could move on with your day um, comfortably? <laughs> so things like that, looking at those scales, you know, when you start eating, are you so hungry that you could gnaw off an arm <laughs> or are you just sort of looking for food um, before you get to that point? Was it planned? All these different things that you need to be aware of and, and to focus on for just a little while as you learn the patterns and see what's going on. So that's a really great way to just become a detective as to how you eat and what your relationship is with food. And it can be really powerful and it doesn't need to be forever, but just, you know, using it as an experiment and trying it for um, a small amount of time and you can really find some interesting things. So before I move on with my next thought, you're gonna start to pick it up into your difficult walk or possibly a jog. So, you know, I, I never say that you have to jog or be a runner, but if you like to, you know, go a little bit faster, this would be the time that you would wanna go into that slow or steady jog. But by all means, please stay in that fast walk and I want you to be a little bit uncomfortable here. So you're definitely not singing a song. You are focusing in on your breathing. I want you to take a second and just make sure you've got um, good walking form. Your eyes are kind of looking to the horizon. You're paying attention to your um, surroundings. You've got beautiful posture, pull your shoulders back, relax your neck, and um, just focus for a few minutes there. 
All right, team. So I heard a really great way of if, if, you know, you're walking into the kitchen and you're, you're looking for a snack or maybe it's time to eat, but just taking a moment, taking a breath and um, getting in touch with what you're feeling in that moment. And I like the HALT method. So it's H-A-L-T, HALT. And you just stop and you think, am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Am I tired? Am I bored is another one. So you'd add bored to that. And especially, you know, for my folks who um, are dealing with like late night snacking or different things, that's a great way to get in touch with what you're really feeling. And that doesn't mean that you don't get to have whatever it is that you came in there looking for, by the way, just because you're eating because um, you're lonely doesn't mean that you don't get to have it. It just might mean that you, you decide to do something else. Um, maybe you're going to get on the phone and call a friend or, you know, um, if you're angry, maybe you're going to journal and try to deal with those emotions, whatever it is. But again, knowledge is power. I say that all the time. So just um, taking a moment, be mindful, learning about how you use food as a coping mechanism for other types of things. And um, again, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to change anything, but as you get more information, you might decide to do that, or you might decide that it's time to learn other coping skills. So again, getting out that journal and writing is really powerful for a lot of people. Maybe you need to learn to meditate. Maybe you need to manage your time better. If you're tired, um, maybe it's time to go to bed, right? Instead of sitting up and watching that next episode or whatever it is that um, you stay up and do. And I understand like we're busy. We like to have time for ourselves aside from the demands of our day, but self-care is sometimes doing things that we don't necessarily want to do, but we know are good for us um, and are going to give us, you know, return on, on investment. So just something to think about there. All right, my friends, you're coming to the end of that first difficult section. So I want you to slow down back to that comfortable walking pace. All right. So back to that warm up pace, catching your breath, giving yourself a chance to just kind of recover from um, that higher intensity. All right. <clears throat> So as I said, I would highly recommend um, journaling. If you've never tried it, give it a try, you know, grab a notebook. It doesn't have to be fancy. There are some great journals out there. If um, you email me from my website or just get my, uh, my email, um, I'm happy to share with you one of my favorite journals that I use in a lot of my different programs when I'm um, doing my coaching programs. It's one of my favorites that I found and it's very simple and very affordable. But again, you just need a notebook, you know, a 99 cent notebook or 50 cent notebook that you can get at the dollar store. It doesn't have to be fancy. It just has to work for you. Um, sometimes people like to, I think I've said before, take pictures of their food. So you could take that picture. There is an app that um, I've played with myself to to see how I like it. And it seems to be a pretty good one. It's called eight ATE. And um, the purpose of that app is for tracking, but more to discover um, food patterns and that type of thing. And you could even have a note in your phone. There's so many different ways, right? Just find what works for you and make it easy. And um, don't think about it as controlling your food necessarily. It's just learning about yourself and your relationship with food. And everybody is so different. 
And um, some people have sweet tooth, some people crave salt, some people um, really have an addiction to different things and just unearthing that is so important in your own journey, especially if you are having any health issues. All right, my friends, here we go. We're gonna pick it up again. I want you to get back to that difficult pace. So again, this might be um, a jogging pace if you are a runner or a jogger or just a fast walk with a little bit of intensity, getting things moving. We're also at about the halfway point. So you can take a look around. If you're not making a loop or a circle, you might want to turn around and head back. But if you are making that loop, just keep going. So we've got about three minutes at this difficult pace. And um, again, pay attention. I want you to work hard here, but I don't want you to feel like you, you, know, you can't manage this pace. So it should never feel like um, <laughs> so uncomfortable that you're just gasping for breath and just waiting for the minute. So manage yourself well. All right, my friends. Um, so that's journaling and your relationship with food, the HALT method. Another thing that I always try to tell people is to um, expect to fail, all right? When you're making health changes, when you're starting to exercise or you're changing your dietary habits and you're trying to make true lifestyle change, which I'm gonna tell you right now, in my opinion, is the only way to be successful if you're looking at um, weight loss or anything like that. This is not a short end game. This is a long end game. You're in here for the long con. You've got to make that commitment um, that this is a new way of being for you. So it is, it's tough. The, the steps are simple, but actually implementing them is fairly challenging oftentimes. So go into it expecting to fail, plan for your barriers, and um, have an idea of what you're going to do when you come against them because life happens. I'll tell you right now. Um, and failing is okay. You learn. That's how we learn. We fail. We get up. We try again. Um, hopefully you can look back at some of the challenges that you faced in the past when you've tried to do um, make these changes and you can learn from that. How did you self-sabotage? What really got in your way that was a stumbling block um, that led to you know, ending whatever that period was and use that information. Knowledge is power as we move forward. I would highly, highly recommend that and have or give yourself grace, right? I always um, use the analogy when a child is learning how to walk and um, he or she gets up and starts to walk and then stumbles and falls. We don't yell at the child. We don't scold the child. We don't tell them that they failed and that, you know, they're terrible. We tell them amazing. That was a great job. You know, try again, do it again. We encourage them. So I would encourage you to um, do that for yourself. You know, give yourself that grace and that kindness that you would give to that child learning to walk. All right. Before we move on, slow it down. So now I want you to slow down just a little bit into kind of your medium pace. So I want you to be somewhere in between that comfortable and that difficult. So you're still, um, you know, huffing and puffing a little bit, but it's not all the way up onto that um, very challenging pace. You've got a few minutes here, and then you've got one more difficult section or intense section to go, and then we're going to cool down. So you guys are almost done. So stay with me. 
All right. So back to that analogy, just thinking about that, looking at your own um, journey that you're trying to do. And, you know, maybe you set a certain amount of times that you want to exercise this week, but you, something got in your way. You didn't quite make it. Instead of being upset and angry and, and telling yourself negative things, say, Hey, but you made it for those, however many you did, or you're here now, like celebrate the positive things and um, keep going, you know, pick yourself up when you fall and keep trying because we're all going to do it. And that all or nothing thinking is not going to serve you. It will never get you to your goals. You can't um, be negative and, and expect to change anything about your life or your health or your wellness. So you need to stay positive. You need to keep your eyes on the prize just absorb that, you know, loss, fail, whatever it is that you came up against and just keep going because we're all human. Okay. So really getting out of that negative headspace is huge. And we've talked about the, um, the different toxic thoughts. If you need to go back to that discussion, that would be another walk that you could do on another day. If you need a review, I can't remember off the top of my head what week it was, um, but they are all listed. All right, team, last time, pick up the pace. I want you to come into a difficult walking pace or a jog. This one is probably, if you've got it in you, go a little bit faster if you can, a little bit more intense. Um, if you are really struggling at the end of this walk, just do what you can do, all right? So working at a level that is challenging for you, you're almost done. We've just got a few more minutes and then we're gonna cool down. All right, so another thing that I want you to think about as you are making these changes is setting those small goals. I cannot tell you how important that piece is that you are realistic with your time and with um, your motivation and where you are in your journey and keep those goals small. You could have a big lofty long-term goal. That's great, you know, that's fine but you have to break it down into smaller goals that you can manage. You're not going to wake up one day and change your life um, and your habits in one day, right? That's, that's how you fail because you've made it so big and so hard for you to be successful that you can't even get that top rung of the ladder. I have a, a picture that one of my clients sent that I just love, and it's the importance of small goals. So the picture shows um, two ladders and one has really big you know, jumps um, to get to the different rungs. And the poor little person at the bottom can't even reach the top rung. Like they can't even get started because it's such a, a big goal to try to reach. And then there's the ladder next to it with the small little steps. And so then it's very easy to manage. You can just keep walking up with no problems. So that's a really powerful one. I love it. And um, it, was, it was perfect. It was exactly what I talk about in my coaching sessions and my programs that small steps are gonna get you there. I can't tell you how many people I um, have seen over the years. I've been doing this for 22 years and they've got these big lofty goals. They've got these amazing programs set up that they're going to do and this workout program. They're going to eat, you know, X amount of grams of this and that. And um, it just, it, it breaks my heart. I always am encouraging and I watch the process 
And they just, it's like a crash and burn. Like they were so excited. And then within less than a week, they're just completely shattered and, and can't do it because it was too big. And, you know, then I'll help them and say, what if we did it this way? Could this be a little bit more manageable? And um, so just thinking about that, what are you trying to do and how can you break it down into smaller steps? All right, you guys, I know you're huffing and puffing. I want you to cool it down. So comfortable pace now. That was fantastic. Excellent job. You're not quite done. We have about a five minute cool down as we um, end this talk about, you know, the psychology of change, your relationship with food, planning to fail, um, taking small steps, you know, breaking your goals down into smaller little pieces and going from there. So if you think about your health and your wellness journey. And um, I don't know if you've ever done like a financial program where you, you try to get out of debt. There's certain steps that you're gonna take, right? You don't just go crazy all at once. You've gotta break it down. Otherwise it feels like a mountain. If you've ever faced, um, you know, large debt or, you know, maybe a big loan that you wanted to pay off or you had a big financial goal, you know, there are little steps that you break down. You start, um, looking at one debt at a time, say, or just different things. Um, so thinking about the other things that you've done in your life that you break down into smaller steps. And that is exactly what you've got to do. So I like to, in my programs, have my clients choose a goal each week. And so they might have a nutrition goal, a fitness goal, and a behavior goal. And that's what they focus on for that week. So nutrition might be um, you know, that they want to drink more water that week, or maybe they're going to cut sugar that week, or maybe they're going to um, start eating a fruit or a vegetable at every meal um, to increase their plant consumption or, you know, just different things. And with their fitness, okay, I'm doing nothing. So this week I'm going to work out once. <laughs> if you're just getting off the couch, maybe you're going to walk one time, or maybe I'm going to walk two times or three or, you know, whatever. But a lot of times I have clients who are like, I'm working out every day this week. And um, I always try to bring that down a little. If they're new, if they're already working out five days a week, that might not be that hard to work out every single day. But if you're going from nothing to seven, that's a lot. So, um, and usually they're not going to make it because that's, it's just not part of the, who they are yet. It will be. So, I'll leave that at that. <laughs> Just something to think about for you. The next thing I want to really hit home is that the uh, is that comparison is the thief of joy. So please do not compare yourself to anybody else out there. Your journey is unique. Your challenges are unique in your life and in your body. Everybody comes with a different package um, of of challenges, of strengths, of weaknesses. Some people are really good at certain things and some people aren't so good at other things. Some people enjoy certain types of activity and some people don't. So don't compare yourself to someone um, who's been doing this for a year or two and are further along in the journey. They didn't have um, the experiences that you had. Or even if you start together, everybody's genetic makeup is different. They're going to um, react to the stimulus differently and that's okay. <laughs> so, but just do, do not compare yourself to them because that 
you know, when you look at children in a classroom, I, I hope you're not <laughs> comparing them because it's it's not apples to apples, right? It's apples to oranges. One child might be really gifted at math and another child might be a beautiful writer. Does that mean one is better than the other? No, it just means that they're different and they have different skill sets. And that's exactly the same thing with you, you know, and whoever it is that you might be looking at and comparing yourself to. Um, some people are, are naturally thin and actually have a hard time gaining weight. Other people are naturally curvy um, and it's hard for them to lose weight. So, you know, I don't like to focus in on body size or type, but a lot of times that's where the comparisons are coming from. Um, or if someone can walk further than you or um, faster than you, that's okay. Maybe they've been doing it longer. Maybe they're genetically predisposed to being a great walker. <laughs> Who knows? You know, the athletes that you watch on television and in um, competitive sports, they were born to do that. They were born to be athletes and are gifted. Um, and are genetically different than most of the people in the population. So you can't compare yourself to them. There's a handful of people who can work super hard and get to that point, but really most of them, that's kind of just, again, what they were born to do. So that's all. Please do not compare yourself to anyone else out there. All right, my friends, we are at the end of your 25 minute walk. So you may or may not be back where you started from. You may need to loop around to get there, um, but you can feel really good about what you just did, a beautiful interval walking program. Um, again, my name is Tani Wachinski with titaniumonlinefitness.com. If you want to find me, I uh, mentioned my free Facebook group. You're welcome to join us. We have a lot of fun in there. We do different types of challenges. Um, that is at uh, facebook.com slash group slash be the change titanium online fitness and um, just keep doing what you're doing you guys are doing great things keep getting out keep moving make a plan write in your journal and um, just keep improving so have a beautiful day thank you again for joining me please reach out if you have any questions or want to get in on my free monthly webinars on different topics. There's so much going on. So definitely join the conversation and just keep being amazing. So thank you so, so much. I will see you all next week.